Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this is episode 21. And guys, this one is super fun. It's a little bit different because we are interviewing two sisters, Alina and April, and they are the creators of the pretty new brand, Dear Darby. It is a luxury labor gown brand, and they are so much fun to talk about. Between the two of them, they have tons of birthing experiences ranging from home birth, uh, unmedicated births in the hospital, and even a twin birth. So you guys are going to love them. Before we get started, I would like to start off by thanking our sponsors. Today, this is really exciting too, because the Mama Needs box is one of our sponsors, Mama Needs, Jen Collins. Um, But we also are hosting a giveaway together this week on Instagram, starting today and going through this Thursday. Um, so please head over to at Happy Home Birth Podcast on Instagram or at Mama Needs Box on Instagram to uh, to check out what that is all about. It's an awesome giveaway. Um, so just so you know what this is, the Mama Needs Box is a monthly curated self-care box just for mamas. Their mission is to help mamas remember to put themselves on their to-do list and remind them that they matter. Each box is filled with four to six items every month, gifts, self-care tools, and products all packed and done for you. Every month is a new theme and the May box is themed Mama Needs a Minute. It is the perfect Mother's Day gift. So go to mamaneedsbox.com to check it out and order. Also, just for listeners of the Happy Home Birth Podcast, they are offering a coupon code for free shipping for your first box. So use the code HAPPYMAMA happy M-A-M-A, all one word at checkout. They also have a podcast called the Mama Needs Podcast. Each episode is an interview with an everyday mama about stories of motherhood, all the ups and downs, the lessons learned, and how these mamas practice self-care. Podcast is super relatable and it's the perfect way to multitask. Do your everyday life and listen at the same time while being filled up and encouraged. So go to mommaneedspodcast.com or you can subscribe on iTunes. So, yeah, go check out our Instagram, go follow both Happy Home Birth Podcast and Mama Needs Box, and you'll be able to get the details for how you can win a free May box. What an exciting gift! I want to give another big thank you to our other sponsor, Steph Sibio with her Glowing Mama to Be course. And if you guys don't know by now that I am obsessed with Steph and her course, then you just, you don't get me because this is such a good course. It is a weekly guide to a fit and healthy pregnancy. Training for labor and delivery is like training for a marathon. We have to train consistently and specific to the goal of a safe and healthy delivery. This program comes with weekly workouts, featured recipes, and so much more to support you from six weeks all the way to birth. And it's broken up into three trimesters, so you can purchase it all together or each individual trimester if maybe you're further along. Knowing how to eat and exercise properly when you're pregnant can be one less thing to worry about when you join Glowing Mama to Be. And the cool thing is happy home birth podcast listeners get a discount of 15% on any of Steph's courses with the code happy home birth one five. And that's all one word. 
And to find out more about that, you can check the show notes, but also you can just go to myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash glowing mama course. And that will take you directly to Steph's, um, to Steph's website, her course information. So thank you so much to you two for sponsoring this episode. I also want to give a shout out to our reviewer of the week, and that is Alex3758. She says, so encouraging and refreshing. I love this podcast so much. Listening to each story helps me feel encouraged and more prepared for my upcoming home birth. I look forward to each episode every week, and I'm thankful to Caitlin for starting this and to all the women who continue to share their stories. Thank you so much, Alex. If you will email me at Caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com, I will be sure to send you a Happy Home Birth Podcast sticker. So guys, that wraps everything up. If you will please remember that the opinions of my guests are not necessarily the reflections and opinions of myself. And also my guests and I are not doctors. So please don't take this for medical advice. Make sure you go see your chiropractor instead. And yeah, I think that's it. Let's hop on into the interview. April and Alina, thank you guys so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. We're happy to be here. Thank you. Hi. So I would love for you guys to just take turns introducing yourselves, telling us about your families, and and letting us know a little bit about Dear Darby. Awesome. Yes. Okay. So I my name is Alina, and I am the older of the two. We're sisters, and I'm the older one <laughs> by five years, almost five years. Five years. So. Yeah. Um, so I'll go first because I'm oldest, but exactly. I, <laughs> um, I have four children and a husband and, um, my four children, I have three girls and one boy. Uh, I have a 13 year old, 11 year old, and I have t- a boy girl twins that are nine. So we are currently living in Idaho and we have lived in Utah, Las Vegas, Nevada, and, um, Southern California. And now we are in Uh, Boise area, Idaho. So we love moving and we love exploring and finding new places. But we mostly love about Idaho is we lived here about a year and a half before April moved um, like seven minutes away. So and it's been a long time since I've lived by any family. So that was fun. And it was really random that we moved so close to each other because Alina has no ties in Boise. I do. My husband's from here. But um but yeah, she moved here first and it was, and so it's been so great to have a sister around. That's amazing. I know it's been so fun. Yeah. So that's kind of mine. So you, okay. So I'm April and I have um, four kids currently and one on the way. Congratulations. Um, thank you. I have um, three little girls, um, seven, five and four, and then a little boy that's two. So I followed in the, I followed in the same the same order I just she always paves the way and I just follow I'm like oh that sounds like a good idea (laughs) I like that you do it first (laughs) I couldn't get twins though so I just kept going um and then I am about I don't know how 37 37 weeks um and do with another little girl so congratulations yeah okay so at the time of this recording I am 30 let's see 31 and a half almost 32 so you were pregnant yeah oh girl I'm pregnant (laughs) I'm feeling it that's awesome do you know what you're having we don't but I am 
like totally convinced it's a boy. So if I'm wrong, I'm going to be real stressed out because so with my with my first uh, she I knew like immediately I knew she was a girl and I knew her personality. I was like, oh, it's a girl. And she's like super fiery. And with this one, I've been like, I think it's a boy. And I think he's very calm and loving and like is going to want to snuggle. So if I'm if it's a girl, I'm going to be like, um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> hilarious that's awesome I was wrong with every one of mine yeah, so. I've been I've been 100% <laughs> wrong too so I'm impressed that you at least got one right I'll, I'll take the one yeah and maybe two who knows that's we'll awesome see. I'll let you know I'll keep you updated good I love it well awesome well so I have been oh actually no go ahead and, and just tell us a little bit about Dear Darby before we dive into everything else yeah. okay Okay, so Dear Darby was created um, about a year and a half ago. We started talking. So um, I guess the story goes a little further back. April's been a doula for six years. Yeah, almost, well, seven years oh, as well. Oh, yeah. seven years. So she's been a doula for seven years, and we'll tell you a little bit about how that happened. But um, I've been a doula for two years, and I, um, after I did my doula training and went to my first birth, um, April had been mentioning how much she would love to create a labor gown that actually worked and was functional and beautiful. And I thought it was, I was like, Oh, that's such a good idea. And then I went to my first birth and as a birth worker, uh, realized really how dysfunctional the hospital gown was. Um, I was at a hospital birth that I came home and I was like, Oh yeah, for sure. We're doing this. We got to do this, which, and my conception of the idea was because I have been having home births and there's just not like other than a sports bra or a swimsuit top and shorts or a skirt, there's really not anything out there um, that was, that would work even. I mean, I, there wasn't even the option of a hospital gown. Like it was just like nude or what you have in your closet. And I was, I, me, myself, I wanted something that was functional and beautiful for what I needed in my home birth. So, so that's how, that's it, was, how it was conceived. Yeah. Like I, the thought was conceived. And then we started to kind of delve into research as far as what's out there. And there are some, but not a lot. Well, a lot of the one, a lot of the alternative hospital gowns um, are reflective of a hospital gown. Like it's just really beautiful colors or something that is yours, um, which makes the sanitary part of it kind of less gross. (laughs) (laughs) So that, so, but we, even with those, some of those gowns that we have been um, exposed to, we still found some functional flaws that as birth (laughs) workers, as women that have had babies, we would have loved to see something a little different. So yeah, so we just dreamed it up. And about a year ago, we started the process really seriously and um, we all pretty much launched our product about three weeks, a month ago. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So it's here and we're so excited. And it's beautiful. And I, it yeah, it so is. Much. I've been following along on Instagram and it is. It's beautiful. And I'm I'm so excited that you guys came up with this. Also, I just think from the business perspective, that's so incredible. Like you guys weren't designers before this, right? Like. Oh. You were birth workers. Yeah. yeah. We are birth workers. And actually, it's our it's our love, our deep love for birth and women and women giving birth that really was the catalyst because uh, we, I don't know. So the hospital gown is the 
uniform or representation of sick and death, right? You're Mm -hmm. sick or dying when you're wearing it. And um, we really have a strong belief in energy and, um, and the energy, even though that hospital gown is washed, it, the energy of it is sickness and death and, and out of control. And so we really thought, you know what, women are too important and birth is too important to women because you are birthing yourself as a mother and you're creating this whole new chapter in your life. And it's too important for you to not show up in your best self. Yeah. And in a powerful way, in a yeah. confident way, in all the ways that you want to be a mother, starting with your birth. So that really was the thing that was like, hey, all women deserve something so beautiful, so functional, and that is theirs, almost like a wedding dress. Like you, you are so excited. And this wedding dress is your moment when you transform. Yeah, you transform Mm -hmm. into this beautiful goddess that is getting married and starting a new chapter in her life. And um, we pay a lot of attention to that. Um, And then, but birth is almost exactly the same. This is a new chapter. Even if you've had multiple births, like you just said about your kids, your kids are different. Your birth is different every time you do it. And you don't do it that many times in your life. So like to show up in a uniform or a, you know, a gown that is beautiful and is reflective of your transition into motherhood we feel like is really awesome and every woman should be able to feel awesome oh I love that I think that is so neat and you bring up such a good point it is such a transformative time it's so beautiful to think oh I can have this outfit to remember this by you know like every time I look at this I'm gonna remember that time That's really incredible. Well, before we talk more about Dear Darby, I'd actually love to back it up and talk about how you guys got here. So, Alina, I know that you went from you had uh, twins with your last birth. So I thought that we could talk about what that was like, what the birthing process was, um, just how all of that unfolded. It was a doozy. <laughs> so I I lived in Las Vegas, Nevada at the time. Um, and something I don't know if everyone knows about Las Vegas is it's a pretty Sioux happy state. So um, there's lots of lawyers, lots of uh, people are really, they sue each other all of the malpractice. time. Yeah, malpractice. And so, and, and so I totally understand that every care provider I went to was very concerned about that, um, was concerned about doing the, the research based, most, the safest thing possible for having twins because they didn't want to be sued, which I get. So, um, I had to go through, um, three care providers to find safest, just most acceptable. Okay. Good idea. Yeah, you're right. Most acceptable. Well, the thing that wasn't going to, they could cover themselves. Yes, exactly. So, um, I, with my first two births, I had a midwife in a hospital, which I loved. I loved that she was there the whole time. And, um, you know, she was really participating in my birth with me. And I was looking forward to that. Um, but we had just moved to Las Vegas. And um, I didn't really know any home birth or, excuse me, midwives that would practice in a hospital. And I researched it and found out that at that time, Las Vegas would not allow um, lot, midwives to deliver in hospitals. So um, I knew I had to do a care provider. So I started shopping. Oh, yeah, sorry, my OB. 
Um, and I went to, but I had to go through three before I found one that would let me even try to have my twins vaginally. So, um, which I'm super thankful and ser- and the whole story, I'm going to make it not very long, but it's a long story about this woman really being, um, super willing to listen to me, which was so, so kind. And I said to her early on, I said, I really, really want to try to do this vaginally. It's important to me. And, and as, um, and she said, great, I will work with you. We'll figure this out. And she always told me, um, she would do it on one condition that I had an epidural right before I gave birth just in case. And so that was our agreement, which is super good. And it worked out fine because, Um, then as I was having my twins, um, and the pregnancy was a little different, you know, twin pregnancies are, um, I knew something was up. I didn't find out I was having twins until my, um, 20 week ultrasound. So, but I had a feeling, well, I didn't have a feeling I, something was weird with my body and I thought it was just that I was getting old and (laughs) no. I was only 28, but I oh, was like, yes. the ripe old age of 28. <laughs> I know. Now that I'm 38, I'm like, oh, you are such a baby. <laughs> so anyway, but like my ligaments were really weird. Even just like at 10 weeks along, I just like, I couldn't walk for a couple days. Like it was really weird. But, um, my mom, so this might be interesting to your listeners, but my mom about, let's see, five years before I had my twins. My mom had a dream that she was laying in her bed and she saw this little girl come in and stand at the bottom of her bed. And this little boy came in right behind her and they stood at the bottom of her bed and looked at her. And they, she's like, they were about seven years old. They were really, the, the little girl had kind of dark blonde hair and the little boy had just white hair. And my older sister who was having babies, um, she was married to a man that had really dark hair. So she was like, oh, there's no way. It's not Monica's, our older sister. Um, she's like, I, and she called me and she's like, I think it's your, I think it was your babies, but I wasn't even having babies. So I kind of was like, oh, that's funny. What? Oh yeah, go ahead. So anyway, I didn't really think anything of it again um, until I called my mom. I was about 10 or 12 weeks along and um, I said, oh, like I can't walk. My hips are out. And my mom said, oh, I think you're having twins. And I, and I had already had two other kids. And so I was like, no, mom, like, there's no way I could handle that. My oldest was three at the time. So I had a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And I just, there's no way, there's no way I could handle that. So that's not an issue. But kind of through the next few weeks, she would make comments like, oh, remember those twins that I saw? (laughs) So anyway, this is, so I go to my ultrasound um, and you know, they put the ultrasound machine on my belly and I see two babies and I'm like, Oh, is that an echo on there? Like, what is that? Your machine's messed up. And she's like, Oh no, you are, you didn't know you're having twins. And I'm like, Nope, didn't know. (laughs) So, because you know, with technology now you can find out super early. I just hadn't, I didn't even think to ask. So anyway, that happens. And the funny thing is, is the little boy is baby A, he's positioned to be born, born first, and then the little girl is baby B. Uh, but my, so I called my mom and I was like, oh my gosh, you're right, I'm having twins. And I said, you know, the little boy's baby A, the little girl's baby B. And my mom says, no, the girl comes first. And I said, 
Oh my gosh, you had a dream I'm having twins. Just be happy. Five years ago, you're <laughs> yeah. right. Like, you right. Just be happy that you had it right. Well, the funny story is, is about three weeks before I gave birth, the little girl kind of tucked herself down in there and she did come first. She oh, ended up being Yeah, and she has dark blonde hair and my little son has super white hair. So she, five years earlier, it just, and I think the beauty of that for me is I needed some comfort in that it was almost a divine thing because my oldest um, had just turned four right before they were born. So I had a four-year-old, two-year-old and twins. And um, so I had four kids in four years and it was tough. And um, just kind of being prepared was really awesome. So anyway, that being said, one other cool story about my twins is at their birth, um, uh, baby B was, so my little, my son was breech and, um, I told my, uh, OB, I just said, Hey, I'd really like this to do this vaginally. Um, I know you can turn that baby once the other baby's out who she was head down. Um, you can turn that baby. And she said, yes, I can. Um, it's going to be painful. And I was like, I know, but I'd really like to just, I'd like to do this vaginally. I wouldn't like to have a C-section when I have two little kids and I don't have any family around. And it was that the C-section seemed scary to me. So anyway, she said she would. And um, I had heard that in the olden days with breech babies, they could sometimes reach in and pull the babies out by their feet. And I, in passing, just said, even if you have to pull him out by his feet, it's like, don't worry about it. I, I'm fine. I won't sue you. <laughs> just, Anyway, so she, just, she laughed at that, but that's exactly what ended up happening is she, uh, my little girl was, bur- was born and um, yeah, my doctor just reached up and grabbed him and pulled him out and um, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful birth. It was perfect. I was so thankful to be able to have um, the semi-birth that I wanted, um, but was perfect and safe and wonderful for me. So Wow. So, so he was born breech. Yeah, he was born breached. She just, yep, reached up, grabbed his little feet and pulled him out. <laughs> oh, man. So you, that is so great that you were able to find a care provider to to work with you in that way. We had I had one, um, a, a previous client where her baby flipped to breach like right before. Oh. And my midwife luckily was able to find a doctor in the hospital that would work with her. And uh, he he delivered the breech baby, which I mean, it, when I talk about it, I'm like, come on, like, this should not be a thing. Like breech birth should be allowed and not a big deal. But it was a huge deal to everyone. Like all the nurses wanted to be in the room to watch the breech birth. And so that's, that's so great. They're just not trained anymore for it. Yeah, exactly. fine in the olden days Uh, oh yeah yeah I mean what what's the other option like (laughs) it's happening but um that's amazing gosh and then April I know that you have had all of your your births out of hospital so you said birth center for the first and then home births for the next ones um what has what's your experience been with that Hey, everybody, let me sneak in here real quick and give one more thank you to our final sponsor. Uh, That would be Carrie LaChapelle, and she is the Hatched at Home midwife. She's a licensed midwife CPM of 12 years, offering home birth services in the upstate of South Carolina. Carrie provides evidence-based prenatal care, mama-baby family-centered home birth care, including water birth, and mama-baby postpartum care from birth to six weeks and beyond. 
Carrie offers extras like beautiful Banku belly binding, which I am so excited about trying this time. And she carries a wide variety of wish garden tinctures in her office. The great thing is that Carrie offers a free consultation to see if she's a good fit for your birth. So you can visit her at Hatched at Home's website, and that is hatchedathome.com. Or you can find her on Facebook at Hatched Midwife Carrie LaChapelle. That's L-A-C-H-A-P-E-L-L-E. Or just call her directly at 864-907-6363. So thank you so much, Carrie, for sponsoring these episodes. It just means the world to me. Also, I want to let you guys know that if you are listening right now and are free and you're not driving, then why don't you stop right this second and take a screenshot of you listening to this episode so that you can post it onto your Instagram stories, tag at happy home birth podcast, and I will be sure to return the favor and share you in my stories. So thank you guys for playing along with that. I love getting these every week. It makes me so excited to know when you're listening and what episode is making you feel good. All right, let's head on back to the interview. Well, it's been, excuse me, really fantastic. So there are four girls in my family. I have three older sisters. Alina is the one just above me. And so they were all having their babies before me, which was really fantastic because I learned by example. And so I'm perfectly placed in our family to, to just take everybody's experiences and then like skip down a paved road. So I, um, they all ended up having unmedicated births because of the path Alina paved actually. Oh. And, um, and that, yeah, after Alina had her unmedicated birth, everybody, all of my other two sisters were like, Oh, that, that's a great way to do it. Let's do that way. And so they ended up having their subsequent children unmedicated. And I loved their experiences and what they, the, the way that they described their births and how much joy they had after their babies were born and how much their, their bond was enhanced because of um, being able to have um, just like that oxytocin flowing through their body, right? And so I, when I was pregnant with my first baby, I actually was planning a hospital birth and, and, um, and it wasn't until I was about 28 weeks or so along that um, through some just conversations. I had a midwife group, but my big thing, this might sound so silly, but my big thing is I couldn't find a a group or I couldn't find a care provider that, or a midwife or anyone that I, in a hospital setting that was not a group. So it was like six or seven midwives that I was meeting new people every time I had an appointment and, and having to explain myself again, or my goals or just like, it just, it felt really like she wanted a relationship. I wanted a really, I wanted my, I wanted whoever was up in my business to be my best friend. (laughs) Yes. So I was, so then I decided to look into out of hospital births and especially because I was already planning an unmedicated birth and I felt like, okay, these, as I was doing research, it was everything that I wanted was, was standard practice out of, out of the hospital. So I um, like delayed cord clamping and skin to skin and like obviously not having an epidural or, or any sort of available option, which helped me anyway, because having the mindset like, okay, that's not even an option. Mm-hmm. I really made it. So it was like, you're just going to do it. And it's right. going to be. 
So that I think was super helpful. But then, yes, I, I changed my care provider really late. Well, not really late, but like well into my second trimester. Well, it was third. Yeah. The yeah. beginning of my third trimester and loved my experience in a birth center. Um, and then just realizing that kind of the, my least favorite parts of that birth was getting in the car and driving somewhere. And then also I subsequently having now being pregnant with my fifth baby, I've learned a lot about my body and I know that I carry my baby super low and my cervix is back behind their heads. And so until, um, until I dilate enough where there's any sort of pressure on the cervix from their heads. And then immediately I go from whatever I'm dilated to, to a 10 and a baby comes out really fast. Um, I, which is really great because I've been able to, um, like learn from that and, and, um, be able to like explain to my care providers, like, I need you immediately because I have my babies quickly. And I went to the birth and they were like, well, you're only dilated to a two. But as soon as, again, with this first baby, as soon as that. And so they kept saying, we're going to send you home. We'll probably just send you home. And I knew what was going in my body was powerful. And if I left, I would not be coming back. And so I just the, the pressure of every time they came in the room thinking, OK, please have changed. Something have changed. Um, to then going now to a home birth where people are coming to me and they couldn't send me home because I was already home <laughs> <laughs> was really appealing. So, um, so now, so since then I've had my, yes, my second, third, fourth and, and planning a, a home birth with my fifth. And I, and, um, after my first birth, that was when I just thought birth was the most amazing thing. And well, actually, I attended Alina's birth of her second baby, and that was my first exposure to birth. And that was that was incredible. And I just knew that being able to be a part of that miracle in any sort of capacity was was like a calling. It was something that I needed to be a part of. So I became a doula and a childbirth educator. And but is I want to stop that for a oh. second because isn't that crazy? She I so I invited her to come to the birth of my second baby um, just because I had barely learned about doulas. So yeah. I was like, oh, you should come be my doula. Mm-hmm. And because I, I didn't really know that what that was, but I just knew that they went to birth. So actually, I got a little nervous that it was going to make her not ever want. <laughs> she was twenty. Yeah, 21. 21. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, my gosh, she's never going to want to have babies if she comes. <laughs> but it was the most amazing, beautiful experience that I've ever – because everything I had been exposed to up until, up until that point was on movies and TV shows. And those are so dramatic and intense. And then going to, like, a regular healthy pregnancy, birth, baby, everything. And it was it was quiet, and she had music playing and, and – um, everybody that was around her was supporting her in some way by like tickling her or um, giving counter her pressure. counter pressure. Yeah. And then and then she the baby wasn't in the greatest position. So her midwife told her to flip over on her hands and knees. And then all of a sudden the baby came out. And it was just like, wait, what? That's what works. Yeah. So it can work, I guess. So. Um, That's amazing. What a gift, too. I mean, really, Alina, like to let her be a part of that and to let her see that. Um, I just, I remember have going to my first home birth 
And, or actually even before that, I went to a hospital birth that was just an unmedicated birth. And it just changes your perspective on life, basically. Yeah, so, absolutely. Incredible. Sure. And especially for it to be a sister. I, I love that. My sister actually, um, I didn't have any family really at my last birth, but I have asked my sister who's who is, yep, she's she'll, she's 19, so right right where April would have been. I, I have asked her to come to, to this birth so that she can kind of keep an eye on my toddler for me and, and experience it. So that's really, that that's encouraging. Yeah. yeah. No, please, please. I know, and it's funny because since then, because I had such a good experience attending such a beautiful, like, uncomplicated birth, I, um, I actually invite so many people to my birth. <laughs> to <laughs> party. Like, but as long as I know that the, the more the merrier. Yeah, as long as I know that they would be there to like help support me in yeah. labor, which this might be my middle child personality coming through. We I have two little brothers, but um so Aline and I are smack dab in the middle. And so we're both and, and maybe that's <laughs> but we, we want parties. We do birth. want parties. I'm the same way. I'm the middle child too. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because my husband will be like, you know this isn't like this is a birth and not a party. And I'm like, <laughs> but it could be, it could be it as could long as everyone's fun. doing what I tell yeah. them. As long as they're there to like tickle me and support me. Oh, me. That's awesome. Yes. But to be fair though, for me, I, ex- I thought that it was going to be a Christmas party. Like I, I had hot chocolate made. I did all of these different things. And then everybody got to my house and my uterus was like, mm, no girl. <laughs> so it didn't oh. work out for me, <laughs> but oh. I loved the idea. I love that you had it all prepared. Yeah. I made everybody show up in their robes. My midwife came in a robe because that was my request. I love that. Actually love Uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. The slumber party birth, like it sounds great in theory and I bet it will work for you. So you try it out. (laughs) I could do it. (laughs) My, my uh, births have actually all mostly been in the daytime. So yes, surprisingly, that is surprising. Yeah. Yeah, that is. That's pretty rare. Well, so I you you guys have kind of alluded to it already, but I would love to hear about your experiences as doulas and childbirth educators and how you made that switch. And Alina, I I can't remember. Did you you had had some children before you before you decided to become a childbirth educator and doula? Yep. So I have only been a doula and childbirth educator for two years now, a little over two years. And so um, my youngest are nine. Yeah, my youngest are nine. So it was quite a few years. So my background originally is I'm an herbalist and I had a um, health and nutrition store for about seven years. And so I love the human body and I love um, health and feeding it and preventative medicine. And I love um, how food can be our medicine. Like that's my thing. So Um, just, and then having babies the way I did, I loved it. And, um, just when my, and I homeschooled for a couple of years. And when my kids think when my kids went to school, I kind of was like, Oh, what do I do? I love like, (laughs) well, you got to understand thing. another thing about Alina is she is an entrepreneur by spirit, by heart, by like, true. I like, like when we were kids, she would save all of her toys from her happy meals, like not open them. (laughs) She'd gather things around. She got a snow cone machine one year for Christmas. And every summer she would have a store and she would open up the store and sell snow cones (laughs) and and McDonald's McDonald's toys for 
she totally uh, jack up the prices even. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was her hype girl, and I'd go around the neighborhood and get all the kids to come. And I never paid her. Isn't that rude? (laughs) Oh, she paid me with snow cones. It was way worth it. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Well, the neighborhood. So what she is saying is, yes, I just, I knew I needed something. I needed to do. I love business, and I love people, and I love creating things. Um, I'm not... I realize I'm not artistic and so I never thought I was creative, but I'm learning in my, as I grow that creation is what you, we are, we are all creative. We are creating babies. We're creating homes. We're creating spaces. And so I, I like that. I like creating ideas. I get so many ideas. So I love that April had the idea. And then I was like, Oh, that's a business, right? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and and that's why we actually made such a good team, honestly, is she was the one that propelled this, like, yeah, we can totally do this. And, like, contacted a manufacturer. We were, well, first we started to think, like, oh, maybe we have enough sewing skills to do it ourselves. Oh, no. That was, that was a rough couple months, <laughs> that honestly. That was negative. <laughs> <laughs> that idea. They, were, they would not be as beautiful as they are now <laughs> if we had done that. <laughs> so More um, of, like, a labor moo-moo. <laughs> <laughs> That might be crooked on one side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we realized that to make it be worthy of the goddesses that we are, we needed to have somebody, a professional, actually execute the design. So yeah. we came up with the designs and um and and the business just kind of has has evolved and yeah and propelled and and we love what it is is evolving into as far as we thought like, oh, yeah, we'll just put these labor gowns out there and and um, everybody will under like make yeah. sense and, and it will <laughs> and they'll like, be like, oh, this is way better than hospital gowns. But the cool part has been is it hasn't it hasn't been immediately successful like we were sure it was going to be. Um, <laughs> but the coolest part, Caitlin, has been um the people that really that are buying the gown have things to heal almost like mm-hmm. um, we had one beautiful soul that she, she yeah. can I tell the story? Um, she had a child loss. She was pregnant with mm-hmm. twins. And when the babies were born, one of them passed away. So she was, you know, the trauma and the hurt and the sadness that comes with losing a child Um cannot even be described uh really unless you have been there and even then I mean each individual it's so hard um but she is pregnant right now yeah she got pregnant again and is having kind of a hard time with her pregnancy because of this the fear that comes along with you know that rainbow baby and um anyway she saw an ad on our on our ad she saw one of our ads and one of our tops is a floral top and it has a butterfly silhouette on it and little parts of it and the ad had a butterfly right over the model's heart and um she saw that and she said she knew that was how she was going to heal this birth for herself was to make it look completely differently to make to go in being educated and to be and to know you know the things that need to happen for her and, and to look different. and to, and she wanted to look different um she didn't want to be in a hospital gown where she felt no control she wanted to go in with some control so we've loved that and we're finding that women There's so much connection with yeah. women it's been fantastic like it's been so cool they all I they 
everyone that has reached out to us, we honestly feel like our, our best friends and now like, it's like a sisterhood. And, and so that it has been really, really wonderful to kind of create this opportunity to connect with so many incredible women across the, the, well, the United States, but then also we have had a few people in in Europe and, and, um, that are contributing their own experiences and their own, um, thoughts. And it's, and it's absolutely wonderful because in fact, that was one thing Alina had said, um, after a couple of of the first times that she attended births is she, she was like, I love the way I feel. And I love the way birth goes. And I love being able to support each woman in their births. And she, but she said, but I want to help all of the women. I want to, I want to, I can only do one at a time. Like there's not enough time to help them all. If I do one at a time, how can we help them all? So it, so, and that was part of, of the labor gown is if we changed their clothes and changed their minds, they will show up for themselves, how they want to show up. Oh yeah. That's so empowering. And I love your community aspect behind it coming from, coming from someone who, you know, that's what, why I decided to start this podcast was to grow a community of women and to be there for one another and support and empower and to hear you guys doing the exact same thing. Oh, you're just giving me chills. Love it. And I love, and women need women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially in birth, but I think just in, in life. We just need yeah, we other. need that connection of with each other and it just, you know, the vulnerable parts of birth and being able to create a safe community, whether there's been loss or questions or whatever, it feels good to share with people that can understand. Oh, I love that. And I also really enjoy the sisterhood aspect of this. I I mean, you know, it's you two are sisters, but it's also just the sisterhood of being a woman and being a mother and making that connection. I mean, anytime I see a mom, I remember this specifically, like when my child was, you know, six, seven weeks old and I'm like out in the store, I would just get the biggest, goofiest grins when I would see any other mother at any age. Oh, you know, like, oh, you get it. We're, we're best friends. We're sisters. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I know. And I, and I always want to touch their bellies and I want to be like, can it be awesome? But I refrain. I, I usually don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm the same way. I like feel like I have the worst pregnant person etiquette to be. You know, like, <laughs> right. It's I'm hard. just like, oh, can I hug you? Can I get my head down at your belly level level and like rub my cheek against your belly? Is that weird? No, I, we totally get that. I love it so much, Caitlin. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my goodness. April and Elena, thank you so much for coming on and telling us more about Dear Darby and more about your product. Would you mind sharing your social media information where people can learn more about this incredible brand? Yes. So we do a lot right now on Instagram. So our Instagram handle is at Dear, D-E-A-R underscore Darby, D-A-R-B-Y. Um, our website to buy a gown or to learn more, we have lots of information about our gowns, is um, DearDarby.com. And uh, we we also, I, oh, I was going to tell you our sizes. We go from small to 3X. So oh. really you're trying to provide um, coverage and beauty for everybody um, that we can. So that is mostly where, and we have a Facebook group. It just, it's Dear Darby. Well, it's the Facebook group is 
um, Darby clan. Oh, that's the right. Darby clan. I can't remember if it's the Darby clan or Darby. Clan. It's a, it's a, um, it's a new, it's a new, it's a new addition. Yes. So, and we have we'll, a, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes too. You can, you can look it up and tell me. <laughs> yeah. And we are, we have a blog that we're working on because we do so much education um, that we are finding it's hard to do it only on Instagram. So right. we've started a blog and um, yeah. just getting that up and running. And that's on our website as and well. And that's on our website. Oh, amazing. Well, I cannot wait to hear how your birth goes, April. And I'm hoping that there are going to be some really beautiful pictures of you and your gown. Yes, <laughs> there the will. Oh. If I see everybody there, I had two births that the midwife missed. So. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I understand that. There's major concern around that when you're a fast birther. I know, right? So I'm like, okay, ideal birth is lengthening my labor. <laughs> Just <Exactly>. bizarre, right? <laughs> Counterintuitive. Counterintuitive. <laughs> yeah, but you know, when they're that fast, well, I'll, t- I'll take a few hours. Give me a few hours to get into it, and then we're good. Absolutely. Oh, uh, well, hear about your birth. Yes, I, I am so excited to, to be able to share it too. It's been kind of fun doing the podcast throughout the pregnancy, and, um, and yeah, it's going to be really cool too. So my guest date is like June 10th. So it's near Father's Day. So I'm thinking I'm going to let my husband come on and tell his side of the story. (laughs) Perfect. So that'll be fun. But, um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely keep in touch. Um, And I am so excited to to watch you guys grow. I know it's going to be an amazing thing. We are excited about it too. Thank you. Of course. Well, once again, thank you so much for coming on Happy Home Birth. Yay. Welcome. Thank you. All right, guys, I hope that you are going to be heading over and purchasing your Dear Darby Labor gown like ASAP. They are so cute. I love them. I They have a robe. It's like a floral robe. That is my favorite, and I might need to get that for my own labor. Um, so I wanted to do a quick episode roundup. I hope you loved this episode. It was so much fun to record. These girls are precious and they are doing big things in the birth community. The first thing I wanted to talk about that I thought was such a cool idea and hadn't really considered before was the idea of changing what you wear and how that can be a really powerful way to change your perspective. So especially, you know, in the hospital situation where sometimes people get the feeling of like, oh, I'm just a number or, you know, I don't have any control by changing your outfit from the uniform given to something glamorous and, and comfortable and, and sensible that just gives such a sense of power and autonomy that can really change your perspective and the way that you feel during your entire laboring and birthing process. So that was really, really cool to reflect on. And the second thing that I thought was so interesting and and really feel connected to was that idea of women needing women and how there's such a sisterhood to be had when we allow ourselves to become close with mothers and just women around us of of varying ages, varying stages and uh, backgrounds, walks of life. That's one thing that has been so incredible to me. I have a group of moms that are my age that, that we get together a good bit. And I'm, I'm so grateful for them to have to bounce ideas off of, and we all have different perspectives on things, and that's really cool. And then also, you know, building those relationships with women who are older and younger, and and really striving to uh, lift each other up. I think that's 
beautiful. And I loved the fact that, you know, April and Alina are sisters and, and they're working together to build such a beautiful brand with such a heart behind it. So yeah, go check them out. Go check out Dear Darby and buy your uh, labor gown from them and tell them that I sent you. And I just want to thank you guys again for tuning into this show. I hope you loved this episode. I know that I did, and I look forward to seeing you next week.